All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. Oh my, just so many business podcasts out there. How can I possibly know where to begin? Here at Intrepid Business, we are about stripping away all of the usual boring fluff and instead focus on showcasing real people doing real business, achieving amazing things. The ones truly changing the world, the instigators making a dent, the people changing how we do sales and marketing, leading innovation, the people redefining leadership. But who are these people? Why do they do what they do? How do they do what they do? Find out on Intrepid Business. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome back to Intrepid Business. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Very much looking forward to this conversation. This is the kind of book, the kind of conversation that we all need, I think. It's one of those things that talks about grit. And, you know, as as a guy who has built his life around being intrepid, this is a great message. It's going to supplement what I'm trying to do with my life. And so I'm really looking forward to it. Let's get into it. Let's say hello to my guest. His name is Dr. Paul Stoltz. He's the founder and CEO of Peak Learning and the author of the book we're going to talk about called Grit, The New Science of What It Takes to Persevere, Flourish, and Succeed. Paul, welcome to the show. Hi, Todd. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks again for carving out some valuable time to join me. I appreciate you doing that and looking forward to getting in our conversation. We're going to talk about this book called Grit, but before we do that, Paul, real quickly, inform the audience a bit about you and your background. Well, my background is this. For the past 35 years of my life, I've really been just deeply obsessed with one thing, which is what is that ingredient deep inside a human being that enables them to be the ones who prevail, the ones who keep the lights on till their final breath, when you know the vast majority of people dim prematurely or fall short. And so I've been a researcher, I've been a scholar, I've worked in businesses. I coach five multinational CEOs per year. I teach our programs with this work that we do all over the world, which is now used at MIT and Harvard and a bunch of other places. And my real passion is bringing this to sales professionals and entrepreneurs and people who are on the front lines of adversity every day so that we can help enrich their results and their lives. Paul, let me. I usually ask a question in the form of something along these lines of there's there's so much material out there that exists that, that try to help the human being crack the code on how they deal with adversity. Yeah. And there's so many inspirational leaders and so much video that you can download and watch. And, and there's, there's, there's seems to be an endless supply of, of ways to kind of figure this out. But yet... People like Paul Stoltz still have to do this important work because there still seems to be way, way, way too many people that are struggling and dealing with adversity. What makes grit different? And is that ever anything we're going we're gonna to crack the code on? Great, great, great question. I love that question because you're right. The world's filled with this noise about motivational pump-up stuff, about taking it on, dealing with, overcoming adversity. You know, we're different. You know, I'm a practical nerd. What we've done is... <laughs> Just try to excavate real science 
what undergirds this capacity in human beings. And we've been trying to decode that. So what we bring is the ability to not just understand this and not fill you with fake motivational hype, but to really measure and improve, measurably strengthen your grit, resilience, and fortitude. That's what we do for Fortune 500 companies around the world. That's what we do for sales forces and entrepreneurs all over the world. So what's different about it is we've tried with this book, Grit, what I've tried to do is really dramatically upgrade the conversation on grit. You know, because here's the deal. If you ask anyone in your audience and you say, do you have grit? Everyone has some grit. But you say, okay, how much grit you got? And that's the normal conversation, sort of from low to high, weak to strong. It's all about quantity. What I discovered in our research, and again, you know, we, we do research all over the world in 80 countries with our Grid Institute. And what we found is this. For most leaders, when it comes to business, two things. When we ask them this, if you were hiring someone today, and you had to choose between the person with the perfect skill set and qualifications according to your job description, but not so strong on grit, or the person with exceptional grit but missing some pieces, who would you hire? Well, worldwide across all industries, the answer, 98% pick grit. We go, no kidding, okay. So tell us about the person you've ever worked with who has ever worked for you who has the most extraordinary grit. And so they'll say, oh, Todd, Todd's incredible. You know, he goes to the ends of the earth. He's intrepid. He makes it happen. He gets stuff done. And then we ask this question. How many normal employees would you trade for just one Todd, just one person with exceptional grit? And the average answer is 7.3. When we ask about leaders, gritty leaders, the average answer is 8.4. So what this means, I mean, check this out. What they're saying is I would trade an entire team of people that I recruited, screened, and hired into my family for just one who has this ingredient. So that's number one reason why we came out with this book is because employers and leaders worldwide are clamoring for this. And number two, what we found is this. Quality of grit actually often trumps the quantity of grit. How you bring it is every bit as much important as how much you have. So what we did with this book, we call it Grit 2.0, where we introduce a three-dimensional version. We talk about not just weak and strong grit, but what about dumb and smart grit? You know, I know you have people in your audience who are sales professionals or entrepreneurs and other people, anybody. How many times do we demonstrate bad grit where you just beat your head to a bloody pulp pursuing the same thing in the same ways? Or do you demonstrate smart grit where you reroute and reassess as needed to pursue the best version of your goals in the most effective ways? Same thing with bad grit and good grit. You know, we've all seen leaders, for example, in business who go after goals relentlessly in ways that are pretty damaging to people. I mean, Steve Jobs had that reputation, right? Yeah. He, ate, he ate people up. But good grit is how do you go after it relentlessly in ways that are largely or almost completely beneficial to the people around you? And so when you think about demonstrating good, smart, and strong grit in everything you do, that becomes a pretty impressive human being, right? 
Sure does. Someone listening to this who, when they understand what you mean by grit, say, ah, I'm hopeless. There's, it's just not who I am. It's not my personality. I, they're, they're beaten down. And they just don't think they can do it. What you're saying, this is something that you can hone, something that you can develop, a skill that you can, that you can grow. Yeah, there's two parts to that. One is unequivocally, absolutely, yes, people can measurably improve their grit. As a matter of fact, the book, Grit, what we did is we just broke it down into three sections. We help you grasp, gauge, and grow your grit. And we teach you the tools, the very same tools we teach in companies all over the world to measurably improve your grit. And I mean measurably improve your grit. And also, what we did in the book is, you know, our clients around the world pay $200 a piece for a tool we have called the Grit Gauge. This is the same tool used in MIT's entrepreneurship program and other places to measure people's grit. It's the gold standard. And we give everyone who buys the book gets a private code to go to the Grit Gauge and measure their grit and get a full report of where they are now on their grit so you can get both insight into something you've never seen before, but also tips for improving it. So the answer is yes, we can permanently improve our grit. Help us understand how you actually measure this. What, what, what things are you measuring? Well, you know what we're measuring, this tool called the grit gauge, it only takes five, six minutes to complete. And it's incredibly robust. I mean, it has very strong reliability, validity, all of that. It predicts a lot of important things like what it predicts about people is people who score higher on this. And, you know, think about being a salesperson, an entrepreneur, a parent or someone in school or anyone doing anything. People who score higher on grit go after bigger goals, more audacious goals, and they complete more of them. It also predicts your likelihood of improving your station in life. People who score higher on grit actually tend to improve their lives, and people who score lower tend to stagnate or falter. It also predicts health, quality of life, and it predicts your employability. It predicts are you unemployed part-time, full-time, and what level and level of success and engagement you have in your employment. It predicts all these things and more. So when we measure it, you're actually measured across G-R-I-T and more, including smart, dumb, good, bad. But G stands for growth, which is your propensity to kind of seek fresh ideas and insights and inputs to improve your chances of getting there. Resilience, which is not about bouncing back. It's about your capacity to respond constructively, to harness adversity, not just overcome it. Instinct, which is... I mean, think about this. How, what's your gut level instinct to go after the right goals in the best ways? And we know people who don't. We know people who do. And then finally, tenacity. That's the T, which is that raw, never say die, go after it one more time to create the breakthrough. So GRIT are some of the dimensions that are measured in this grit gauge. So you get brand new insights into where you are. Outstanding. All right. Well, Dr. Paul Stoltz will return after this quick break. We'll be right back. This program is brought to you by Miles Finch Innovation, LLC, a creative consultancy that is passionate about ideas, imagination, and facilitating a culture of innovation. Miles Finch Innovation helps companies navigate the messy territory of corporate innovation. They're strategic thinking partners who can help you get unstuck and identify creative solutions to your toughest challenges. They also love to train and speak on the subject of creative leadership, 
Learn more about how they can help you at milesfinchinnovation.com. Miles Finch Innovation, idea-centric, strategically driven, humanly conscious. We're back with Dr. Paul Stoltz, the author of Grit, The New Science of What It Takes to Persevere, Flourish, Succeed. Paul, you touched on the four building blocks of grit right before the break. It sounds like, especially with regards to resilience, that what you're teaching people here is to not avoid adversity, but to leverage it and use it in a way that's constructive and positive and actually enables you to grow. Absolutely. You know, you got to realize, I mean, some of this stuff is incorporated into the Harvard MBA program. They use the, our stuff there and in their executive ed program. This is the core element of what's called the entrepreneurial mindset in our work at MIT and in, in top companies around the world. And the, part of the reason they've chosen this as sort of the global best practices, if you will, is because of that thing you just said, Todd, which is, you know what? It's a big wake-up call. It's not about coping with adversity. It's not about overcoming or even dealing with or managing adversity. At the top of it, something changes. We become like these alchemists. And alchemists convert lead into gold, right? Well, the adversity alchemists, those with the greatest resilience and grit, take adversity and they convert it into fuel. Fuel that propels them to a place they never would have gotten to without that adversity. So what that means is adversity becomes this like fuel cell. It becomes this renewable energy source because we've got plenty of it. And if you can harness adversity more often than let it crush you, then you end up more resilient and you gain insane traction and momentum over quote unquote normal people who don't have what you have. You know, I'm still thinking, Paul, about the conversation in the top half of the show about how employers would would give up teams to hire one person with grit. How do you hire for that? How do you look for that? I mean, it's 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 an intriguing question. Maybe not easy to answer. It just strikes me is is there's got to be a way to to identify that person. Yeah, there is, and you know that's we have employers all over the world using the grit gauge exactly for that. I'll tell you what doesn't work, and this is kind of mind blowing when you step back. Here's what our research shows. So we have a lot of employers will ask them that question. They'll go, well, you know, in the interview process, we ask this question. We say, what's the biggest adversity you faced, and how did you deal with it? And they think they've got this like inside science. And I say, well, let me tell you why that result is completely invalid. Did you know that the people who score highest on grit and resilience with our instruments have the hardest time even remembering adversity? You know why? Because to them, it wasn't adversity. So when you ask them that question, they're stuck. The ones who remember it the best may be the ones who lack it the most. And on top of that, you know, we all know interviews are like a first date, right? Yep. You're never going to go in smelling better, acting better, talking better. They're going to try to impress you with their actions. So that's not the best question to ask. A better question to ask is tell me about the one biggest thing you've ever gone after that required the longest time and the greatest sacrifice and struggle to make it happen. That question is the one that begins to unearth grit. But of course, that combined with actually measuring it 
gives you the kind of valid insight you need to make a decision. Yeah, I'm I'm pausing because I'm just my mind's rattling with this idea of of you can't ask a gritty person about adversity because they don't they, they, as you said they don't see it that way. That's fascinating. And, and boy, that sheds an awful lot of insight as to the mindset that this person has. It, Wow, that's a that's a cool thing to think about. So, uh, part of the way that you have to turn this around is to come up with a gritty game plan. Walk us through the steps and how to do that. Yeah, you know, with a gritty game plan, you start with gritty goals, and you know, gritty goals are really about going after things that are big enough, compelling enough, and difficult enough. They got to take a long time. They got to be worthy. You know, what is worth your, what, what are you doing in life right now, whether at work or beyond, that's worth your greatest effort, that's worth you digging deep and doing whatever it takes over a protracted period of time, especially to suffer, struggle, and sacrifice in order to achieve it. That's part one. Part two of this is kind of look at it over G-R-I-T. You ask yourself, okay, what fresh insights, efforts, and ideas do we need to gather to accelerate and increase our chances of success? That's the G. R, what adversities can we anticipate or are we experiencing and how can we respond better and faster to those? You know, what are the facets we can control? What, where can we step up to make a difference? How do we minimize the potential downside, maximize the upside of this adversity? How do we get past this as quickly as possible? And then you have your eye, which is, all right, let's step back for a second before we go at this. Is this the best version of the goal? And if we could hone or improve this goal, what would it be? And now, how do we adjust or reroute our approach to even increase the speed and chances that succeeds before we go all in? And then finally, the tenacity part, which is okay. As we go at this and we think about our next two or three efforts, where can we put our best invest our effort and energy to most dramatically increase our chances of creating a breakthrough on this thing and gaining major strides in our momentum and progress. When we have teams all over the world step back and work through this process, what blows my mind is not just the energy that's unleashed, but the momentum, the speed with which they get there and the magnitude of goals they go after. And everyone gets fired up because now, now it's game on. Now, how can you not be engaged when you go through a process like that? So that's part of what the gritty game plan is all about. I like it. Well, we all need to gritify our goals, that's for sure. That's a that's such an important part of this. Yeah, there's there's mindsets to shift and, and things action steps to take to to advance and, and move, but but the the right process of setting the goals is boy is is more more critical than I think a lot of people realize. Paul, on this show, we talk a lot about leadership, a lot of leadership development, a lot mm-hmm. of innovation development and how to make a, a more creative culture. And so, we've been talking a lot about teams teams internal teams and organizations and so i i want to talk a bit about how to gridify a team because i i imagine it's there's a different nuance to it Uh, there's there's a way to put up a a gritty game plan to make yourself one of grit but in terms of making a gritty team that's that's a different process is it it as simple as well only staff the team with gritty people probably not 
You know, that's an important part. I mean, I have to say, from I'm a business owner. I run a global business and have for 28 years. And, you know, touch wood, we've grown every year for 28 years. So, you know, I've been down the road and I, I coach leaders, big leaders on how to help them do the same thing. So we get inside the guts of this stuff all the time. There's no question from a totally practical point of view, the least expensive thing to do is recruit and hire and screen people for grit. It's, it's just less expensive, so it does matter. But let's talk about the people you've got and how you grow a grittier team and a grittier organization. The fact of the matter is, when we most leaders fall way short on this, step one, you've got to be an exemplar. You've got to be off the charts on the strength, smartness, and quality of your grit. Otherwise, how dare you ask it of others? It's like I always say, you know, when's the last time you saw the second generation photocopy be any sharper or brighter than the first, yeah, right? Yep, yep. So you, you got to be the exemplar of it for it to have any authenticity. Uh, number two, and, and by the way, a lot of leaders I see who are more humble, do a terrible job of letting people see their grit. They don't want people to see them suffer or struggle or sacrifice in order to achieve goals. So their people miss out on the story. And the story matters. You know, the great businesses, the great people, the people we trust and respect, the leaders we trust and respect have stories of grit, something important that they went after that they had to dig deep to achieve. Um, so letting people know your story uh, like politicians do when they run for president, they all kind of compete on grit. They'll even make it up if they have to. <laughs> so, you know, we have to we have to share our grit story with people. And third of all, really sitting down with your team and elevating their game or your organization. What's something grander, bigger, more worthy that would elevate your people? Not stretch them, but elevate them. Make them bigger, more make them want to reach inside themselves and dig deep, that really capitalizes their why so that they feel like they're showing up every day on fire with a sense of purpose to go after that. That's just the beginning of what we do with leaders to help them be grittier leaders and create grittier teams and organizations who accomplish extraordinary things in comparison to everyone else. You know, you, you mentioned this briefly, maybe even the top half of the show, you mentioned health. And I'm just yes. curious, how important is health in all this? I, I have to think it's critically important. I, I'm not sure what comes first, chicken or the egg. I mean, does getting gritty make you healthier or does getting healthy set the foundation to, to be gritty? It's, it's a tricky question, but I kind of think it's real important. Uh, you're spot on. You know, it's, it's, it's a flywheel, right? Because the grittier you are, the healthier you tend to be and the healthier you tend to be, the more grit you have. But it's not, it's different than that too, because, you know, think about sandpaper. You know, you go buy a cheap piece of sandpaper. It may have phenomenal grit, but, but boy, it wears down pretty fast. But the high quality stuff, that grit can endure forever. And so the missing factor in this that's also measured on the grit gauge in the book Grit, and that we talk about in this book Grit, is called robustness. And robustness, I love this factor. I mean, think about everyone who's listening to this show right now. The question is, how well do you hold up over time? What is the vicissitudes, the challenges, the, the, the obstacles, the onslaught of adversity, how does it affect you over time? Most people get worn down. Their hope their energy, their optimism, it, it gets worn down. But people with 
real robustness, this thing, are able to stay strong, if not even be sort of forged stronger by it all. And that's what we strive for with this upgraded version of grit, is not just to help you be grittier today, but to to stand strong and withstand the onslaught of life in a way that helps you shine till your final breath. Yeah, getting to that stage of robustness, and it does you do hold it better over time. But this is still a process, though, Paul. If I'm if I'm think I'm correct, that it requires continuous focus and, and maintenance, right? I mean, this is you don't go through the exercise of your gritty game plan, get there, and then you're done. I mean, this is a this is a lifelong thing, right? And probably should be. You're right. I, I mean, I had a funny moment that you just made me think of last week. I was in Las Vegas at a big network marketing company, and I felt like the 19th rock band in a music festival because <laughs> all day long they'd been pummeled by these motivational speakers, and they were great speakers. So I'm sitting there listening to this just, you know, onslaught from the back of the room thinking, you know, how do you, I'm not going to compete with that. That's not the point. So the thing that penetrated at the end of the day, the thing that made people stop and just be riveted and glue in was all about what you're talking about, which is we were real about it. This isn't a motivational pump-up thing. This isn't a give you a speech about grit and you walk out and go, yes, I'm on fire. I can take on my day. This is an ongoing, lifelong journey. But the good news is it's sort of like a Fitbit. Imagine wearing a grit bit where you just every day you just kind of have these little infusions of grit and and it helps you lead a grittier life and ultimately <laughs> leads to this thing I call the sense of gritification where you've gone after worthy things in your life and you dug deep, did whatever it took, and you made them happen. And that, to me, defines a good life. I would agree with you wholeheartedly. All right, well, Paul, we're about out of time. Before I let you go, where can people go to get in touch with you should they have questions, learn more about your work, and most importantly, get their hands on a copy of Grit? Oh, it's kind of you to ask it. Amazon.com is a great place to go. Uh, BarnesandNobles.com, they have them in the stores. You can get them there. We have Grit both as an ebook and a hard book. Hard book has special features inside for people who like to have a real book. If not, the ebook's great. My hashtag is uh, Dr. Grit for Twitter, and our website is peaklearning.com. So anything we can do to help and look forward to hearing from your listeners and expanding the conversation about grit all over the world. Dr. Paul Stoltz, founder and CEO of Peak Learning and the author of Grit, The New Science of What It Takes to Persevere, Flourish, Succeed. Paul, it was a real pleasure, uh, a very grittifying conversation. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. It was just a real pleasure to join you in your audience. And uh, you and I have a lot more to talk about, so I'm sure and, and I'm sure hoping our paths will cross again. I look forward to it. Thank you. All right. Well, that wraps this conversation. Again, on behalf of my guest, Dr. Paul Stoltz, I'm Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Business. <laughs>